Welcome to another edition of The List, the Right Fiction Podcast. We've got a wonderful, velvety show for you all today about our favorite love songs. Before we get started, if you love the pod, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your listening app. It helps us reach new listeners like you. Also, be sure to check out our companion Spotify playlist with all our picks that we mentioned in the pod. The link is in the show details. Now, let's get to it. Valentine's Day is upon us. That means love is in the air with plans for romantic dinners, roses, and sending the kids to the upside down for a little while. For many people, it also means playlists. You know the ones where you scour your music library to find just the right songs to express how you really feel about that special someone. We can't all be poets, and with these playlists, we don't have to be. The songs chosen signify special moments in a relationship, memories created together, and all the words maybe we are too shy to say. So, with this in mind, on today's show, we are going to help you out with your Valentine's Day playlist by discussing our favorite love songs. So hang out with us for a bit, and let's get down to business. And here are the folks. Um, of course, we have Freddie Berman, Adam yeah. Zolanski, informative, Brendan McGeehan. Why, hello there, everyone. And I am Aaron Brown, the John Stockton of this podcast, dishing out assists left and right. Okay, guys, Adam, we're going to go to you first, man. What is your number three favorite love song? All Sir. right. All right. For a majority of my picks, uh, all uh, most of the ten, I turn back the clock, and this one is no exception. Uh, number three, and I, and you know, with a lot of these love songs, there's many versions. The version I picked here is uh, uh, "I Only Have Eyes for You," and I picked the Flamingos version, uh, circa 1959, and it's just, I just, it has that vibe to it. The shoot up, shabop. I just, I just love that, you know, and uh, just a great hook. Uh, it just it's uh it has to be part of the conversation and it's my number three all right all right i see you there freddie what is your number three favorite love songs my number three favorite is hello it's me by todd rungren uh the original verse this has actually been uh, released by todd twice and also once by the isley brothers People might know that version, but the original version was the B-side to Open My Eyes by the Naz, Todd's old group, 1968, and a DJ uh, in Boston turned over the, the, the record, played the B-side, and boom, next thing you know. Then Todd re-recorded it on uh, his album Something Anything. Uh, with an all-star cast, Brecker Brothers on horns, uh, and, and they bumped up the tempo a little bit. Uh, either version is fine with me, but that's my number three 
favorite love song. That is true, sir. That is yours. Brendan, coming to you, buddy. Your favorite number three, favorite all-time love song. Well, I dedicate my number three to all the lovers out there. I will say my number three is less well-known and an artist who I think is, I'll go ahead and say underappreciated. I'm going with the Essex, England artist, James Hunter, and he has a song that I really love, and it's called Strange But True, and it's just a really simple, sweet little love song. Strange But True, it's just him and an acoustic guitar, it's catchy, it's a little bouncy, and it's it just feels intimate and sentimental, kind of checks all the boxes for me. Number three. Nice. Very nice. And uh, it's my turn. So I'm going to go for my number three favorite love song. And it's a little bit of an oddball choice, but it's a song that came out in uh, 1965 or so. It's called Something Good by a little known uh, writer named Richard Rogers. Um, And the song was featured in a a movie that not many people have seen called Sound of Music. Um, And oddly enough, the vocals were by um, not uh, Mr. Plummer, but um, what's the guy, uh, Gregory uh, Christopher Plummer. The vocals were by Julie Andrews and a vocal stand-in, Mr. Bill Lee, not Christopher Plummer. Anyway, now we're going to go to my buddy Adam for his number two favorite love song. Number two, we get whisked away to the magical year of 1966, and you will see the year is kind of a recurring theme here. Uh, I went with the Beach Boys' God Only Knows from the, you know, the unbelievable album Pet Sounds. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, this whole album is great, but you throw on, for you vinyl nuts, you throw on the beginning of side two and boom, God Only Knows. I mean, great words, just to, you know, that fantastic, you know, melody. It's just, uh, I know, it's it, when you're just talking love songs here, it's hard to get like too deep, you know what I mean? I'm just like... I like it. it. It hits a chord with me. Number two. God only knows. God only knows. Yo. Freddie, what is your number two? two. Number two. Favorite love song. Yeah. Sir. Stevie Wonder, you and I, we can conquer the world. Yeah. I love this song because it's, it's just piano. There's no rhythm section. And I think he's doing Moog bass as well. And it also features the Tonto synthesizer, the big wall of synths uh, that was created for Stevie by Malcolm Cecil and Robert Margarleff uh, and was featured on a lot of his 70s era uh, albums. And it's just a great song, and I think it's influenced a lot of people I think there was one of John Legend's first hits where he kind of tried to cop that kind of vibe and good song, but you know, not as good as this one. So anyway, that's my number two, Stevie Wonder, beautiful song, beautiful vocal, beautiful playing. You and I, we can conquer the world, baby. That is an excellent, 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 excellent pick, sir. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that again, <laughs> of course. Brendan, what is your number two favorite love song? 
My number two goes out to all the lovers and all the haters. I'm going back to 2004 and Alicia Keys, If I Ain't Got You. This to me is not only an amazing love song, but I think a perfect pop song in general. It's just kind of the way it goes from beginning to end. It's just really well thought out, well done, well written, well produced, well recorded, everything along the line. And I know everyone, including all you guys, are singing it in your head right now. Number two, If I Ain't Got You. Nice, 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 nice. Um, let's go to me, uh, Aaron Brown. My number two favorite love song is a song by Nina Simone. Um, came out in 1966. It's called That's All I Ask. And it's off her album, Wild is the Wind. The song is actually written by Horace Ott. And um, this song is just, uh, this song on this album is just amazing. I recommend everyone listen to her version of this song because it's just to die for. And uh, we're going to kick it back to you, Adam. Here we go. Top of the list, man. Your number one favorite love song. When you just want to get all loved up in the music. Hit me. That sounds very much like like me. I can't I can't even. Yeah. Can't even fathom that. Uh, <laughs> get loved up in the music. I've never heard that before. <laughs> uh, well, I but I digress. My, my number one, I kind of went with another uh, classic staple here from the magical year of 1966. Is it a coincidence that the summer of love was 1967? I don't know. But um, I went with uh, uh, when a man loves a woman by uh, Percy Sledge. And it's like, and, and uh, I can actually, you know, the first, I'm feeling like my explanations have been kind of uh, surface level. But like w- with this one, I mean, it's it's got that Muscle Shoals sound, although it was only initially recorded in Muscle Shoals, then re-recorded somewhere else. But like it, it does have that Muscle Shoals feel to it. And I got to like the, um, it, it's one of those songs where it's like, it's one, there's, there's no dynamics to it. It's just like, he is just, you know, going, you know, a, just at a 12 the whole time and it's like you know yeah. and if you're really that in love and really in that whole thing then you know you're always at 12 you know what i mean so it, it, it's it's very fitting it's like in two hundred and fifty-five thousand movies as like the seminal you know you know it, you know seminal song about you know the connecting eyes and you know it's one it's one of those that's just recognizable far and wide and just uh really you know became his signature thing i mean how could it not so yeah percy sledge when a man loves a woman number one Nice. Very great song. Yes, Freddie Berman. We are here to you. We are here with you right now to get your favorite love song. I know a lot of people, a lot of listeners out there have been been calling up asking for Freddie's number one. I'm sure they haven't because they didn't know about this show until today. <laughs> but anyway, if you insist, <laughs> um, uh, we need a hotline. Personal hotline. <laughs> Unchained Melody, Righteous Brothers version of this song apparently was originally released in the mid-50s. But the Righteous Brothers version, produced by the late Phil Spector, and notice I didn't say great. Nice. Maybe great as a musician, not as a person so much. Um, this was, again originally a b-side and uh matter of fact i I was just reading it they the dj flipped it and started playing this this side and and phil specter was incensed he would 
be calling up all the radio stations telling them to stop playing the B-side and play the A-side. But uh, Righteous Brothers, man, they can do no wrong in my book. Those guys could sing their behinds off. And this version just gives me goosebumps every time. Incredible. Incredible song, incredible performance, incredible production. Unchained Melody, Righteous Very. Brothers. Very cool. Brendan, come on, Professor. Drop the knowledge. Your favorite love song. Oh, no pressure. Well, maybe not so much knowledge as sentimentality. For me, I'm going way back. I guess I'm kind of catching up with you guys going for some of these early hits. And I'm going to 1965. And for me, when we're talking love songs, it gets no better than the big O. And this song for me definitely has special significance as when my partner and myself first got together, we listened to a lot of Otis Redding. And this song just... I don't know. Whenever it comes on, it's just it always hits all the right spots for me. And I'm talking about I've been loving you too long. Like you can just hear the the desperation in, in his voice as he's voicing this character that's like just putting it all out there for for his love. And the arrangement's great. The playing's great, of course. Booker T and the MGs backing it up, doing their thing. And just Otis Redding has the vocals soaring all over this thing. It does not get any better for me. That's why it's number one. That's a very great pick, man. Very great pick. And then we're going to end up with me here. Um, my number, my, my favorite love song of all time is a song called For All We Know. And this version was released in 1972 off of the Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway album, the duet album. And um, this song was originally written in 1934 uh, by uh, Fred Coots and Sam Lewis. Um, and it's been recorded by a lot of different acts, but the version with um, with Donny Hathaway singing it and uh, Roberta Flack playing the, playing the keys, it's just them two. It's just um, it's just amazing. There's some like strings in the background too, but man, you could just hear like everything in Donny Hathaway's voice on that song, and um, yeah, it makes me tear up every time I listen to it. And on that note, guys, we're going to take a short break and be back with some more discussion. Hold on. Phone lines are open. <laughs> and we are back and so as i'm like looking at all of our picks and kind of seeing all these amazing songs that are that are listed here you know i want to kind of go to um adam first and and just kind of look at um your picks and say like um you know separate uh can you separate uh, i guess the the song the quality of the song from like the moments in your life i mean i know a lot of like especially songs like these like they're tied to specific moments or is it just like a song you like um, from your picks? What do you think, man? From my picks? Yeah. Cause I'm um, uh, just in, in full disclosure. I, I initially was um, saying that we should, um, my first pitch to the, to the, the knucklehead crew here was that we do stuff that was more like personal towards our significant others. And then I kind of realized that the songs that are personal with me and my wife, you know, um, aren't really love songs per se. So I'm just be making like a, a playlist of like songs of like shows we attended. It's not like 
I mean, maybe there's a couple lovey-ish songs like our like our first dance song or you know from our wedding or stuff like that. But I like I'm like I'm like thinking through my list and I'm like a lot of these are just like you know like here's a Radiohead song. It's like well I, I don't know I mean, I, I do a playlist for her. But then I'm like well what the hell is this? I'm like this, this Valentine's Day podcast is going to turn like to like yeah a collection of like inside jokes. But not so I really kind of went the other way on this and and I'm just like looking at just straight up love songs. I did I did one observation I did notice, Aaron. Um is that uh movies. Movies really tie in a lot of my uh you know um I don't know. What throws like like with like Freddie, you can't think of Unchained Melody without like thinking of pottery class. You know what I mean? And like it, Yeah. It, it really just gets in there. Or like I mean like with Percy Sledge, it's I I, I can't think of a, any immediate movie off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's in a million of them. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, so mine, my, uh, my list is very impersonal. Aaron would be the answer to your question. Impersonal. So there's no like moments where you're like, uh, you know, come here, honey. God only knows it's playing right now. Let's 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 dance in the kitchen. My kids are five and two. There's just there's, that doesn't that just doesn't happen like ever. But it's good to know that uh, Tom York's depressing vocals really get Adam's motor going. <laughs> oh, hey, that was our first show. Our first show together was was Radiohead. Uh, oh, there you go. And, uh, there you and, go. Yeah. And, oh, and, oh, uh, no. great. So great paranoid show. Andrew, paranoid Andrew's playing. Like, oh, babe, come here. This, this is our song. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. We we do the foxtrot to Paranoid Andrew. Uh, <laughs> uh, real quick, speaking of uh, when a man loves a woman. That was Roger Hawkins' first major session on drums with the Swampers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Muscle Shoals, yeah. baby. Yeah, I love I love that Muscle yeah. Shoals. Vibe. That was his you know, first major so session. He was a kid. Wow. Not bad. Not wow. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not, you know, I pretty yeah. good first day. Hey, hey Freddie. Um, since you are talking now, like, um, what about you, man? Like, pitch the same kind of question that I pitched to yeah, Adam to you. I, you know, it's interesting. I really didn't go for the uh, nostalgic. You know, like where it fell in my life. I just like kind of emptied my mind. Not difficult to do sometimes, and. Uh, <laughs> And just thought about love songs that I like. And those are the first three that came to my mind. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at, at my uh, couple of my honorable mentions. You know, I guess they could have been interchangeable. You know me. Like, I, I don't like to rate things three, two, one, one, two, three. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't really any uh, memory that triggered a song for me. Hmm. And, and Brandon, what about you, man? Wow. Well, yeah. I've, just when I was thinking that we were just a bunch of kittens getting all sentimental here, that is, turns out to not be the case for everyone. <laughs> I think I think I tried to mix it up. As I mentioned, my number one with Otis writing definitely holds special significance to me. But uh, not not I did not include all songs that were important to to me in terms of my relationship and the love songs that are a part of it. But I tried to pick objectively good love songs but to me it's kind of hard to separate too if it's a love song that connects with me then i have an emotional connection right. to it so i don't know hmm. aaron and uh, so yeah how about you um well um yeah so my number two and my number three that's all i asked for nina simone and something good by richard rogers um they both have uh significant i guess personal 
um, you know, personal meaning. And actually, I'll, t- I'll tell a quick story about the something something good one. So something good uh, from you know the sound of music is um, I, I used to love watching the sound of music all the time. I knew all the words, um, and, and knew all like the the words, the 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 acting, the songs, the everything. I knew everything. And so I, my, my, my partner and I, uh, you know, when we were first talking, I was like, Hey, Hey, let's go out. Let's go out on a nice date, like a really nice date, you know, to a place where like, um, they, they pour drinks in glasses and as opposed to and cups, she's like, cool, cool. As opposed to cups. Um, she was like, she was like, cool. I was like, I, I know this great place. It's like real classy. Um, it's just like in this great neighborhood. Um, it's like, why, why don't we go to this place called 700 Club? It's real classy. So we, we second we, floor. <laughs> no, that was later. But um, we go to the 700 Club and we're just sitting at this classy uh, um, bar bar stools up there. And I, I bet you Lem was running around there somewhere. And um, you know, we we're talking. And I was like, "Hey, you know, like, what kind of stuff you like?" And, I, and she was like, "What kind of stuff?" And I was like, "You know, I'm a big, I'm a big sound of music fan. I might not look like it, but I'm a big sound of music fan." And you know, she's like, "Me too." And I was like, "No, you don't understand. I have one of those old iPods where you can put the movies in and stuff." And I was like, "I brought the iPad out. I was like, look, this is the sound of music, and this is something good right here." And we. Listen to it right there at, at the bar oh, wow. at uh, Seven Hundred Club, which um, which is a really it's a really juxtaposition with things Seven Hundred Club and like something good and sound of music. But anyway, that, so that's a, like a moment for 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 her and I. And uh, but the, my first one, for all we know, is that's just me. And every time I listen to it, I like cry and stuff. But she listens to it. She's like, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's what I would kind of put to you guys since you have um uh, like especially Adam and Freddie because you picked these picks that were just like great like love right. songs or whatever um and when you listen to them do, do you get like emotional and um do you like play it for your significant other and they're like what the uh, hell are you doing actually like why are you crying right now actually my wife told me that she hates Unchained Melody. <laughs> <laughs> after I, because I always, after I make my picks, because I don't want to be influenced, yeah. I always run them down to her. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she was like, oh man, I hate that song. <laughs> however. She was like, don't ever play that for me. <laughs> however, on the Spotify playlist, the last song on my of my 10 is the Beatles. I will, which is one of her favorite all time songs. And I'd like to talk about that song for a minute because it's kind of unique for two reasons. If you guys will indulge me. Number one, you know, McCartney is singing the bass part on that song. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Mm. He's yeah. He's actually humming the bass line on the song. Hmm. Number two, uh-huh. he's kind of talking about someone he hasn't met yet, an imaginary mm-hmm. lover. If you oh, if you yeah. listen mm. to to the lyrics, um, and this is pre Linda, right? What's that? Oh, is this pre Linda? You know what? I think so. I'm not sure. It's on the White Album, right it's on, on the, the White Album, yeah, sixty eight. So. 
I don't know. For if I ever hmm. saw you, I didn't catch your name. He, you know, he hasn't, they ha they're not together. He hasn't really met her in the flesh. And it's the, it's the first Craigslist misconnection. It could be. <laughs> it could be. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me yank it back for a second. So you're talking about how amazing this song I Will is, right? But it didn't make your top five even. Yeah. What's up with that? I, I don't know because there was other songs that I had picked first and then I thought about this. And I mean, it's a great song, but I love the other songs just as well. You know, this song is, it's a great, beautiful song, but it's a kind of a playful song. Is it as good of a love song as To Love Somebody by the Bee Gees? Not sure. But it's unique for those two reasons that I mentioned. He's humming the bass line and the concept of it being about a person that he's hasn't really been with, hasn't met. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I want to I want to pitch uh, that that same kind of uh, concept to 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 you, Adam, especially especially because uh, you said you kind of picked uh, like just songs that you thought were great love songs as opposed to like personal kind of things. Um, so, did, is your is your significant other? Did she does she like all these as well, or is she just like, yeah, that's cool? Uh, well, I mean, uh, she likes uh. She likes those songs. I, 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 I don't think I. She's been a little busy this week, so I haven't shared them with her to see if she hated any of them or not. But uh, <laughs> you didn't just like slip it in while you're just kind of sitting around, just play it. I'm like, oh, that's a nice song. Freya is a listener now, though. She is a listener, so I, I you know, I have to be, you know, I have to be uh, on point, you know, and not, not uh, contradict anything. But I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I guess the, the only personal connection in in, in my top ten would be. Um, Crazy Love by a band Morrison, um, only because like our first dance was to Into the Mystic, which I didn't pick Into the Mystic. I thought Crazy Love was a little better, you know, quote unquote love song. But I guess I would get a little sentimental with with the Moondance album in general because of, of that tie. But I did I did think of uh, when you were talking about a, your, your your story, Aaron. I I, did, I tried I was trying to think of the most romantic musical thing that me and my wife did, and I think I did come up with it, which is. Um, we went and saw uh, Alice Smith at the uh, Tin Angel oh, yeah. one time. That was just mm. one of, that was just a oh, great time. We were sitting right there. Actually, Citizen Cope was like sitting right next to us for the whole show. Which I think she was dating. I think I was at that show there partner, too, right? I think you. I think you. Yeah, you came to that, Aaron, didn't you? Yeah, I might have told you about it. No, no, no. I got it for uh, tickets for her for her birthday because she was a, uh, she was a big uh. fan. But uh, that was great. It was very yeah. I, I I mean, I never liked playing the Tin Angel. But I did like it. I enjoyed watching things there. Yeah, yeah. And it's also cool to sit next to Citizen Cope. We're like, hey, that's that guy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, the guy from the album. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon, let's go to you, man. Like, cause I, you, so your picks were personal. So that Deeply means personal. What guarantee that your partner is liking all of these? Is that correct? No, really, only the Otis Redding. I think. Mm. I don't think she's super into the Alicia Keys song that I'm aware of and the James Hunter song. I don't even think she knows about it actually was like, I remember listening to that song 
And it was like after we had like spent some quality time together, I was I was by myself when I first heard it, but I was like thinking fondly of us together. And I was like, oh, this is a sweet song. So I almost like imposed my own narrative to the song, which I guess is true for any love song that one does connect with. But mm. no, the Otis writing is really the one that would be like our song for, for my wife and myself. Mm. That's interesting. Um yeah, because I, I mean, I, I looked at your list, uh, specifically, Brendan, and so you have, you know, some of the newer songs in the, in the whole love song category um, with, um, you know, specific, specifically Alicia Keys and the James Hunter song. And um, I look at everyone else's list and like, there's like no songs before like, I don't know, 1970 or something. Um, like, do you not like songs before then, Brendan? No, I love songs before then. I, I'm going to shoot this back to the group and ask why didn't anyone else pick songs past 1970? Because, and why? Like, is it this, my theory is like, is this like a romantic notion of nostalgia and the past? I mean, what's up with that, guys? Uh, <laughs> Adam, well, go ahead, man. I will begin. And then and, and I have uh, definitely thought about this and, uh, well, if we hearken back to the days of yore, say pre nineteen sixty seven, you know, in the third middle age, <laughs> in, in in the third double renaissance of the gilded uh, equilibrium, yeah. Um, well, what did they write about in the in the older days? You wrote about love, being happy. Or being unhappy or like, you know, uh, oppressed. Like, not until like the to like the Dylan-esque, you know, the folky run and Dylan took in mainstream, whether he started talking about, you know, maybe maybe started with like Woody Guthrie and then like kind of, um, then Dylan kind of took the Woody Guthrie thing and made it, you know, mainstream. But like all those love songs were like, that's mostly what they wrote about back then. And now people write about anything and everything and... um and more and more or less, you. I mean, I, I do like that. That's a great Alicia Keys pick there, Brendan. And in, in the content, you know, in the more contemporary sense. But it's just like people write about more things now. And I think maybe the less concentration on just love, uh, you know, maybe uh, dilutes, you know, the, the the contemporary songwriting. Or like you see, like one of my choices was um, uh, Adele doing "To Make You Feel My Love," which was just a rehash. So made a lot of the popular. Love songs just keep getting made over and over and over again. So a little of both, maybe. Uh, yeah, Freddie, go ahead. Man. Um, I I kind of want to ask you something. You actually, I believe, picked the most. Well, for one of your uh, honorable mentions, the most current song, Gregory Porter, two thousand twelve, and uh, I really like Gregory Porter. He's kind of under the radar. Not a lot of people know about him. Do you are you guys aware of him, Brendan? And yeah, yeah, he's yeah. unique, very unique yeah. uh, singer. Great, yep. great voice. Yeah. So, so with with this pick, uh, my one of my is my well, one of my honorable mentions. I picked the song "Our Love" from um, his 2012 album. Um, I think it's called "Be Good." Yeah. And um, so, just in terms of like you know being new and old or whatever, it's kind of literally he's he's kind of doing a throwback thing. So it's like. It could be recorded in 1965, and right, nobody would right. have been like, oh, what's this weird music? They had been like, oh, that's a great song. Sounds like Otis Redding. Right. And um, <clears throat> so from that standpoint, 
Uh, another standpoint is, again, it goes back to me for the personal thing. So my partner and I used to go every year um, before uh, to the town hall up in New York where every every year he has his Valentine's show, uh, Gregory Porter does. And it's just so awesome, Gosh. so awesome. And he's just kind of like this guy where he brings the old sentiments of love, kind of what you're saying. He kind of just like brings it really direct the love thing and not confusing it with you didn't pay my bills or like i'm gonna buy you a car and i'm gonna show you my love or, and, or something's or, wet or... <laughs> <laughs> okay okay oh. sorry i had to get that in okay. there <laughs> i guess to some people that's okay. a love song i don't know <laughs> yeah sure well, sure sure that, that is love love takes on exactly. many forms <laughs> It could be a salad. It could be a gas. Right. It could be anything. Love a kitty cat, whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so the next question I have is um, um, fast, slow songs, ballads, not ballads. So when I saw um, like Freddie, which you're like, hello, it's me. I'm like, how is that a love song? But I mean, it's a love song to you. But you know, when I listen to it, I'm like, hello, it's me. But but I see I see the um I see the Osley Osley version yeah, to, brothers version as you have to listen song. to the original Nas version. It's slower than mm, the nineteen seventy two something anything version. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and what about you guys? Do you do you guys feel like tempo is anything with these or Brennan? What do you got? I do. I mean, it seems like low hanging fruit to say that love songs should be slow because a lot of them are. You slow things down, you can hear the lyrics a little more clearly you can stay with the words which the message is obviously a central part of it but having said that one of freddie's honorable mentions the bg's tune to love somebody for my money i love the nina simone version which which grooves hard grooves super hard i think that's actually um bernard purdy on the drums on that version Probably. if you guys haven't heard it, it's fantastic and i kind of wish that was on there because that would have made three nina simones on our playlist yeah. which what's up with that you know she she knows she knew a little thing or two about loving yeah yeah i mean for me personally she is the the queen king ruler of of everything really of everything of all things um so i couldn't i i was almost gonna like put like all like my list was originally gonna be all roberta uh, all donny hathaway nina simone and that one song from stevie wonder you and i but I was like, nah, I can't do that because the guys are like raise hell and right. I just have to like <laughs> hear about it and this and that. So I was like, well, let me spread it out and pick songs that, you know, will we'll, we'll, we'll pass the filter. And I only try to pick two. Of them. And that's but, why um, I, I yeah, picked from... you and I first. <laughs> Had you. Yeah, because that was going to be right. there for sure. That's why you got to be quicker, I get man. Teary-eyed you got to be quicker time. on the draw, man. <laughs> that that song by Stevie Wonder, you and I, is just so great. good, and I listen to that over and over and over again. And um, that might be actually my number number two song if if I was uh, able to getting back it. to the tempo issue. Maybe that's one of the reasons I didn't pick "I Will" because it's basically a cha cha. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the story is great. He's talking to a future love, but. It's not what you would think of as a love ballad, per se. Adam, what do you got, man? So now, um, trying to uh, dial back to the whole, um, you know, why we picked a lot of stuff from like the '60s and stuff like that, and and a lot of, 
And a lot of the stuff um, that we all picked from that era charted, and it charted high. But like, and, and I, I, I'm kind of pulling this out of my, uh, my tuchus here, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, cause I don't know the answer and I'm hoping maybe somebody knows the answer, but, uh, like in the modern charts, like what percentage of the high charting songs are what we, we could somehow mental gymnastic into quote unquote love songs. It's probably not the same, like not, not probably the same number. Yeah. So is that just a not shift in the nearly. consciousness of like, you know? Americans or I don't know, it? man. That could be worldwide yeah. too, man. Yeah, and and saying I think I think maybe that is you know the like people write about more yeah. things now or like or do people or do people get a little cynical and they're like, no, all the best love songs are written already, you know. Well, well, that's a, that's a that's a, here here here's something okay. uh, kind of personal is like, um, you know, I want to so I like love songs a lot, but when I sit down to write something. I now as this person living now, I don't I I don't write love songs. I don't think, or I don't try to, or I or I don't want to. Every time I like try to write a love song, I feel just so stupid. I just feel like the most dumbest person ever. So I'm guessing maybe a lot of other people in the world today maybe want to write a love song, but maybe they feel stupid too. Freddie, uh, what do you got? Okay, so I just pulled up the top fifty. <laughs> The charts. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Number one, driver's license. Number two, good days. I don't know what that song is about. It could be about anything. Number three, maybe. Number love. three, whoop tea. <laughs> uh, you know, number four, bad boy. Number five, mood. Number six, lemonade. Number seven, without you. The first bona fide yeah. love song out of the top ten. It could be whoopty we're in love. Could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could, it could be come from, coming from your language, Adam. Like the days of your and, and took us and <laughs> whoopty we're in love. So I don't know. But yeah, no. Without without you, yeah. Which version is that? Spotify the, uh... top fifty. U.S. Well, the without US. you is that the, 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 the Nielsen the Nielsen version of without you. That can't be. Oh, I don't know. No, I doubt it. No. A, re, a, re, a rehash, a rehash. I mean, originally. That's a great. Originally, song. a Badfinger. Badfinger originally did that. Oh, right, 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 right. But yeah. but going back to the the songwriting aspect, I mean, do you guys just like write love songs? Or is it easy for you to be like, Adam? What do you got? Well, yeah, yeah I've kind of I kind of shared that sentiment with you too, Aaron. I don't I don't I don't feel like like in my personal you know Adam Z songwriting. I don't uh. I don't like to be too serious because I feel corny when I'm serious. And I think maybe that that's kind of where you're going with Aaron, where you just feel like anything you right now is just kind of corny, you know? And that's kind of, that's it. I don't, I don't, I don't write anything like love songish, even, even close. And, and every time I get too sentimental, yeah, I just, I feel corny. Yeah. I just feel totally like the biggest idiot ever, but I love love songs. And like, when I listen to those lyrics, I'm like, Oh Yeah. How'd you do that? Oh, this is so good. So deep, then, so emotional. Oh, yeah. so emotional. And, you know, when I write songs, if it's got a love song tinge to it, it's like, it's always like, you know, undergirded with like some sort of like addiction issue or just some sort of like, some sort of, you know, character that's that's bad or something. Um, which I guess for me makes it okay to write the love song. Um, 
but I think in the past, like people just like wrote it because that was just the thing. But today it's just like, you know, I don't know if you guys brought in like a love song and it just wasn't the best song ever. I'd be like, yo, all right, well, let's workshop this. Yeah. Guys. Uh... <laughs> I mean, like, what, what do you think, Brendan? Well, okay. So I think a central theme in most of our picks is that they're, these are pretty overt love songs. And I think that there is plenty of nuance in in writing love songs. And I think a lot of songs that have been written since 1965 have shown that. Like, you can have various levels of love. And that's kind of what my point earlier about this, like, nostalgic notion of just this, like, deep, deep, intense love hasn't gone away. It's just, like, we can express it in other ways. And there's a range of emotions that can be expressed. And Going back to your point, Aaron, I, I do kind of feel the same, like sort of this self-loathing every time I think of writing a love song that that like it's just it's like it automatically feels like it's going to be cheesy. But it was interesting. I got to do this years and years ago as a, a, a friend of mine got married and as his uh, his wedding gift from me, I wrote him a wedding oh. song and I recorded it for him. And it was played as their first dance. And it was like, it was amazing because there was no, no such thing as too much cheese. You know, it was like, that's, that's the venue for it. So I got all of it in. Yeah. I think if you're writing for someone else or for, you know, someone else you care about or your friend or like about somebody else's love, but as long as it doesn't have anything to do with you, then you can go straight to the cheese and just eat it all up. Like I, I have done that in the past and, um, I didn't feel any two ways about it. I was like, hey, this is a, just a great song. Oh, people are going to love this. I'm going to be rich. I'm not. But that's what I thought at the moment. Um, and I, But I want to go to to a couple of your, uh, I guess, uh, uh, honorable mention picks, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam, I want to go to you first. Sure. Um, Kiss from a Rose. How did that land there? Uh, both of my honorable mentions are... Uh tied to movies and uh so the batman movie <laughs> yes yes and, and really to go a step further the video the the, the seal because it was like it was on his um second eponymous album and then it re-released a year later for the batman forever but the video for the batman forever where it's like between cut it's between batman and seal and i freaking so loved that it's that so video. good yeah <laughs> and, and that made you feel all the love inside i love batman song. I love Seal. <laughs> okay, they, okay, you know, and in, 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 in full disclosure, <laughs> I love I love mammals so much right now. <laughs> in full disclosure, <laughs> I mean, in this choice, it, it's kind of it's it's funny with with that song in particular, and why I kind of wanted to throw it in there. It's kind of one of those. It's one of those that people. It's like you know, um, as we speak in on previous pods, it's like a karaoke favorite because it's got that crazy baby, and, and it's just it. And nobody and then, knows the lyrics. Fast, but and, but um, it's one of those that people love. Like I, they love the song ironically, maybe, or like they they, because it's not like they love to hate it or anything that that. But everyone kind of just loves that song. But it's not like anyone's all time favorite song. It's just one of those that you kind of. Uh, how do how do I explain? It's just a. Uh, maybe it, maybe it is a little cheesy, and then you love it because of the cheesiness. Perhaps a guilty pleasure. It could, it very, much, very much a guilty pleasure. Yeah, a, like like Brandon was saying, there's a lot of kinds of loves. Maybe cheesy love is a is a kind of love. Totally, uh, cheesy love is very much a kind of love. Oh, Freddy, I, know, go ahead. I want to talk about uh, one of your honorable mentions, Brendan. Uh, Jeff Buckley. Everybody here wants you. 
what a great song. What a great production. We used to have a sound man, front of house guy, who would EQ the system to that song. So I heard that song every day for months and months. And I never grew tired of it because it's so good. And that's on the... Yeah, the bridge. The bridge on that song is the killer, song, man. The whole groove, the the playing, everything. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that was on the app. That was like a yeah. posthumous thing. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Actually, um, does anybody know who John B is? John. The artist John B. Is he a dance? Is that a dance? Uh... <laughs> no, he's like an R&B guy. He's an R&B guy, and. Um, so he did a cover of of of, of it. So I wanted to, for everybody out there check out John B's cover of Everybody Here Wants You. It's really good too. Um, you know, and I just wanted to kind of throw it out there because I love that that version of that song. Uh, I never think about that song in terms of being a love song, though, which was like I was like, oh, well, oh, I, okay. I put that on there purposefully. Wait. So I'm glad that Freddie Freddie brought it up because like it's a if you if you really listen to the lyrics, it's a song about yearning it's right. like he doesn't have the he's not with the love interest right. he's he's wanting the love interest and i think it totally qualifies as a long so of a as a love song i mean also the otis redding like it's not clear if they're still together but the feeling the sentimentality right. the romanticism is off the charts and so that's for me that's what really does it so i'm, I'm again harping on my point of nuance right. in love right. songs right. Well, that's a great point, Brendan, because there's actually, I created a whole nother playlist just for myself. Well, I was just like tossing songs. I had, I had like 15 um, Luther Vandross songs in there. And I was like listening to the songs and I'm like, like a house is not a home. And I was like, oh, this, I love this. Like, this has got to be, got to be number one. Oh, it got to be. And I was like, it's kind of like a saddy kind of thing almost. But I was like, that's not, that's not. I guess in terms of thinking about love songs, I was like, there's just too much ambiguity here. For me, when I was picking the songs, I was like, I want stuff that's like, okay, boom, love the person, don't care that they don't take out the trash. <laughs> yeah, I, I love you, but yeah, everyone's going for the the intense love, like just the undeniable, like that's that's the thing, and that's cool. It's totally cool, but I don't know. I guess I like a little more conflict in my love songs like something that actually didn't make my list at all but is one of my favorite songs that i would feel sentimental towards is darlin be home soon either version that i can think of either joe cocker or tedeschi trucks band i think are great versions but also still like this like they're they're not there there's the yearning factor which is like i don't know like you just get that the 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 tense and the the, um the tense feeling that that just builds that's i think that's really great for a love song well, one of the other things that I was thinking about in terms of the nuance, too, as well, I was like, um, there's love songs. There's like, you know, I want you back songs. And then there's like sexy time songs. And I really had to delineate because I was just going to make a whole list of sexy right. time songs as love songs. And they are, but it's a different kind of love songs that's not just like straight, like, boom. It's like there's like. I have to explain it, but like, no, 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 it's love. But it's like, you know, lust. I mean? like those are lust songs. So, are these your, in terms of your picks, are these your your lust, sexy time songs as well? 
Wow. Adam, I'm looking really? at you. I was going to say, who are you talking <laughs> I'm to? I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, I'm just going to go with a no comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at PS, there are two John B's. One's an electronic dance DJ. The other's an R&B singer. I will have let to me check say, that Let out. me set the record straight. Let me set the record straight. There's only well, one John B. That, I don't that, know who it is. Take character. that up with <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> But yeah, that's but a anyway, good question. Freddie. Uh, sexy time versus a song about love. Look, I have on on my list, uh, Our Love is Here to Stay, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not really a sexy time, but it's a song about love. So it's a broad. So you're saying no, your picks are not no, not your sexy time no. picks. And back to you. Brendan. So, no, they're they're not they're not. And I think for me, something that I'm I'm noticing too with these the, the theme of of lots of tunes from the '60s, I think that goes hand in hand with like the the way that love was discussed too. Like obviously, as this was like pre-sexual revolution, mm. you know, like we we talked about things in a much more puritanical manner back then and it was more like the reading between the lines thing and so i think there's a certain like you know innocent purity to a lot of these songs love songs from the 1960s and then as we progressed and it became a little more okay publicly to talk about more explicitly romantic notions then that's when you know perhaps for some of us that's where love songs became sexy times right right, right right yep back in the, back in the days of yore you had to kind of well, <laughs> keep, keep it keep it PG. Beat around the well, bush. It was romance. It was more, it was more like I think I, if I could label you know my songs, I guess that would be more romance than than um intercourse. You know, I just, just like can't gen- wait for our, our gen- gen- general romance. <laughs> GF. Um, so, well, so next year I'm sure we'll be doing some. I think next year I think we got to commit to doing some uh, a sexy time podcast. All right, guys. all right. Um, and maybe maybe bring a guest on. Um, but anyway, um, you know, so we're, 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 we're getting, we're getting down to it now. And, but there's a couple of things that I, I just kind of want to talk about. And that's, uh, the songs we didn't pick. Right. And one song specifically, um, comes to mind and that's, um, uh, what's that? Song? Oh, I forgot the, I forgot the name of it, but, um, f- uh, always and forever. Uh, yeah, what happened, man? Know. None of know. us is, is is that like sexy time or is that just not a love just song didn't or make it like didn't make the cut. But speaking of, well, what, you know, sexy time song, the closer I get to you, speaking of Donnie and uh, Roberta Flack, that's on that same album, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. What a great song, man. That's all. That's all. It is a great song. <laughs> yeah. Well, that song, nobody picked, uh, you know, you got, uh, um, uh, um, uh, you know other songs out there but you know i was i was looking at that paul simon song um um what's that song dun, 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 dun. um i met my old lover on the street last night but you know you know that song Maybe. after all the um crazy after all crazy after all these years yeah that's yeah. a great song yep. but that's kind of like a lovish song kind of it is. Um, yeah it's a sweet song 
Um, so you know these all these other songs I hear like were, were, were any of them like as tickling tickling you to kind of get in there and you just shut them down or or or, or is this these this your definitive list and you don't you don't care about any of those other songs? I don't know. I mean, at least with this, with how I approached this list is uh, a lot of times you know somebody picks a subject and you try to find a find a way to bend it. You try to find a way to blur the line a little bit. But I, I didn't get too. I mean, I, personally, I didn't get too nuanced i didn't I mean, brendan you got a little much more nuanced than i did and i i, I kind of just uh kind of just towed the line and stayed with traditional romance i guess that's why i kind of hung into the 60s bit pretty good what's up uh, i want to talk about two songs one uh brendan's pick of naima brilliant instrumental oh, great tune. but it's a dedicated love song to you know coltrane's wife right yeah wife at the time, time. Yeah. yeah 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 uh Awesome, awesome pick. And then uh, I want to talk about one of my honorable mentions. It's a Elton John song called Love Song that I think is one of the most gorgeous songs ever written. I don't know if you guys were familiar with it before mm-hmm. this pod, but check it out. Is on Tumbleweed? Uh, let's see. I don't even know. Is it Tumbleweed or Honky Chateau? It's one of those. I think it's, it's an uh, yeah, no, I, I I love both of those albums. I'm like I'm like I know this song. Well, or, or another kind of um, potentially instrumental, uh, innocent man of mood, um, uh, Ellington and Coltrane. Yeah, nice. Um, another another song that uh, you know didn't make our list or anything. Yeah, and actually, going going back to your point, Adam, that's you, you kind of hit it right on the right on the nail for me when you said uh, you know a lot of times you kind of want to blur the lines and kind of bring in other things you just really want to talk about. Um, for me, yeah, I kind of went exactly with you and just went opposite. I went totally party line. Like, like what's the, what's the most in the rules, um, you know, kind of account of this, of this topic. Um, because I, if I didn't do that, I feel like I would have gone way off the rails and just like, cause I had like a Prince song, a door on there. And I was like, no, this is just, I can't, I mean, yeah, it's just one of the best, yeah, but I, you know, let's just keep this right online. Right. Um, Brendan, what do you got? Yeah, I, I sort of feel like part of my, part of my duty on this podcast is to do some things that are maybe adjacent to our, to our topic. And part of it is, um, I'm sometimes I just feel like trolling you guys or, or stoking the flame a little bit, but also, so I tried to do that with some of my picks, but then I was thinking in the the grand scheme of our playlist of like this playlist would actually be a really delightful playlist for someone to put on uh, on Valentine's Day as a couple. If you could put this playlist yeah. on, you could really enjoy your right night. And so a lot of my picks, I, w- I tried to go about half and half and think of some of my picks were like explicitly for the playlist of like quintessential love songs. And then half of my picks, I was thinking like these things are sort of love song theme they're like on on brand but also like varying a little bit so i was trying to think in those terms like i put on be my baby sweet thing our house i mean those are three just like to me just quintessential straight down straight down the middle love songs that are um just had had to be on there huh. our house interesting Inter- yeah our house i mean it's, it's just well, it's such a such a nice scene between two lovers but again when we're talking about like typical, you wouldn't do like a, a first wedding dance to a song like that. So it is good. I think we all kind of split the difference between like in your eyes. Another example, great ode yeah. to oh, someone's man. lover, but 
you wouldn't do a slow dance to it. You know what I mean? It's right. You'd hold up a big uh, boombox over your head. Though. You would. <laughs> you would. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you picked that, Adam, because I was like, that's got to get our list somehow. I mean, between the the movie and like the the song, like that's got to be somewhere. I, I, I feel like I feel like, uh, and subconsciously after my list, especially, I feel like subconsciously that movies have just dictating me what love and romance is. Yeah, and, and, they're, and they're choosing one, for me. One other song that we didn't mention, I want to bring up, and this is this is goes to a lot of people's songs, like couple songs. It's a um, Stepito song in our life. Is that right? In my life. In my life. In my life. In my life. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a couple song that none of us picked at all. It's probably because it was fast, maybe. Wait, I, there are places I Yeah, that's not in my that's, life. Yeah, in my life. It's not that fast. Yeah. That's a lot of couples. I know that's like a lot of really? like, oh, that's their song. It just feels like a like a like you know, yeah, love at the end of life or something. It it's, just feels like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's not. I don't think it's specifically about love. I think it's about relationships that mean something to you. I agree. Mm-hmm. So Beatles, you know well, nothing. What love. about uh, love? <laughs> you heard it here first. Love ballad. <laughs> By LTD. Do you guys know that? One of my uh, um, honorable mentions. I, I do know that song. And Jeffrey for me, Osborne, before he stepped out on yeah. his own. And the, the vocal was yeah. great. Incredible. Yeah. That, but that kind of let me down. And I was going down that road myself. I was like, oh, man, there's so many songs like in that kind man. of like, you know, um, Quiet yeah. Storm kind of. I was like, oh, what about this like Teddy Pendergrass song? Like, you're my inspiration. Right, and this right. and that. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, because every time, every every song I, 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 I saw, I was like, this is like another path that's just going right. to lead me down the road to like some other thing and i just it sent me so far away from whatever topic we're talking about that i can't i can't even fathom what i'm talking about anymore so i'm like let me keep it to the simplest formula is this a love song do these people love each other am i sad (laughs) or happy yeah am i crying now is this a tear i'm not crying crying. (laughs) is this a tear or am i just hot it's a tear okay goes on it's on there it's a good point this was yeah. this was a really hard ask to even narrow it down to 10 picks let alone our yeah. three this was like my list filled up quickly i actually had to do some swapping after having some second thoughts it was it was definitely a, a difficult mission i like every, yeah. i like everyone's so, choices you know so we're, we're down to the end um any and you guys have any uh, kind of final thoughts on uh valentine's day and playlists song love songs or anything like that Adam, Adam, you gonna send the kids upside down? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to get babysitters in COVID right now, so so the answer is probably not. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I think uh, after, especially after spinning this around uh, for our time here, I'm just I feel like uh, I, without thinking about it, I really did put a cap on expanding this because, as you you've mentioned a few times, Aaron. If you take the cap off of this idea, you can like really just you can you can unravel you can unravel a lot of yarn that can you know I mean there's and and and, and to uh, piggyback on that with uh, Brendan's point it's like the expression of love now in, in more modern contemporary songs is so much more nuanced or became more like uh, you know lusty or you know other aspects of love besides the uh, 
the very, I don't want to say generic, but very, you know, straightforward, like romance that we ended up picking a lot of, but I think maybe it just means we can really birth a handful of podcasts just right off of this kind of concept. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Freddie, what do you got? Uh, I think our companion playlist, like we said before, was, would definitely be uh, a great thing to have on in the background on Valentine's on Valentine's day. Uh, obviously we know Valentine's day is something that was created by Hallmark to make a bunch of money and all the chocolate companies, et cetera, uh, you know, FTD and all that, blah, blah, blah. But what way to bring us down, uh, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I love you, baby. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, and but like somebody else said, it, it was easy and hard to, to create these lists at the same time because the, the those picks just filled right up really quickly, and uh, it's a very yeah. broad topic in a sense, and we can narrow it down to specific uh, categories maybe next time. Yeah. Brandon, you got any final thoughts on this? Or? I would encourage our dear listeners to check out the playlist. I think we have curated a delightful one, as everyone said. And I think it'll, I'll be I'll be listening to it for sure on Valentine's Day. And, and I think it'll give us all the feels, as they said. But I, I'm looking forward to our breakup podcast. That's what ah, I'm breakup. Good one. <laughs> That'll exactly. be after Valentine's Day, though, everyone. Um, a week probably after. <laughs> be a special no, day after release. <laughs> Saturday. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I should tell you well, sometime down down the line. I'll tell you about the story about me getting broken up on oh, Valentine's Day. Dude. So, so, oh, dude! So dumb. So dumb. Man. But um, well, on that oh. note, guys. We're going to wrap it up. I uh, hope everyone has a wonderful Valentine's Day. Check out the Spotify playlist. Live with it. Um, you know, hang out with it. Be sexy time with it. Be lovey time with it. And uh, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, we'll be back again next week for your uh, enjoyment. Take care. Right, fiction. <laughs> <laughs>